Satnam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I are appreciative of your vital role on this planet in an ever-growing global community. For it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Hmm, Satnam. That's as good as a cold shower. Hmm? Just that affirmation is so powerful. You know, it is, I have often said that if, in many instances, if we had a best friend that treated us like we treat ourselves, we wouldn't have that best friend for very long. You know, oftentimes we are um, unrealistic to ourselves. We are truly unrealistic to ourselves because we try to be so good to everyone, but sometimes we sacrifice the self in the process. So I will um, invite you to say some version of this affirmation and if you want to really increase it, you can tap on the sternum or the solar plexus. I am healthy. I am joyful. I am. I am. I am healthy. I am joyful. I am whole. I am. I am. I am healthy, I am joyful, I am whole, I am, I am, boom, <laughs> yo, yeah, you got to have fun with it and allow it to, um, allow it to build that, that sensation. I've decided to change where we tune in and we're now starting to tune in just before the yoga set um, because I feel like you know we're tuned in when we chant anyway at the beginning and I would like to oftentimes just go you know straight into the communication the conversation the um, integration of the uh, information. Whoa! That was a lot of shuns. First of all, we have an incredible cosmic circumstance, celestial circumstance right now, in that the sun is in the equinox, which is that equality between the the masculine and feminine. So there is no dominance in that moment of the equinox. One moment here. 
so that there's no dominance in the moment of that equinox. And what we end up with, what we end up with is a sensation of, in that equality, it's a sensation of strangeness. Because we are existing, we're a soul existing in an animal body, in a human animal body. And in the animal body, it is often because we have progressed from such an incredibly ancestral habitat, habit of male dominance because back in the days before all of the circumstances of modern life, it was the strength of the masculine that served everything or so, that, or, or so we thought in those incarnations. And certainly we understand that there's so much strength in the feminine because giving birth to the future is no small, no small event. Regardless of whether you've given birth to your own children or not, you are the feminine. And we all have the feminine in us. And in that femininity, that is what's giving birth to the future. So that the masculine dominance is a fantasy. But it's a fantasy that's had collective agreement over centuries, over, over millennia. And so consequently, it's very much embedded in us. And so when we reach a time of equinox where the masculine and the feminine are of equal value, it's disorienting to the psyche. Another thing at this moment that is disorienting to the psyche is in this particular moment, the waning moon. The moon that is regressing in its luxury energy. It's the energy of its lights reflective. But the light reflection is only an indication of its position with regards to the earth and the sun. So I always thought, well, how does light make the, the, the tide, you know, change? And then I realized, oh, it's not actually the light. The light is the, is, the, is the gauge on the dashboard. But what's really happening is what that gauge is indicating. And what that gauge is indicating is the position of the moon and the earth and the sun. That's positioning is gravitationally shifting the tides. And so as that position noticed by the waning light of the, the, the diminishing light of the moon day by day, that positioning is subtracting from your adherence to a focal point. The other thing that is in that same category as the equinox and the waning moon is as it were in the midst of Mercury in retrograde until October 1st. And very much like the waning moon, it's the position of the planet Mercury and the Sun and the Earth. And because we're on opposite sides of the Sun in this moment, for about three weeks, three times a year, 
or three times every 13 moons, we appear to be moving away from each other as we are orbiting in opposite directions. It appears. We're actually in the same cycle, but it appears that, that for that three-week period, it appears that we're orbiting in opposite directions. And that means that Mercury, which is the communication frequency, is subtracting its energy from us. And so our communication, or what is the common unification, communication, the common unification, the unifying factor that is common to us all <coughs> is being subtracted. The waning moon, the tides of our body being subtracted. The equinox, that which we have always counted upon, our masculinity being able to assert over our femininity, whether it's within or outside. So all of these, it's a perfect storm right now. It's a perfect unstorm right now. And in this perfect unstorm right now, we have the opportunity not to build, but to repair and prepare. And so now is the time to sit with all of your big plans and small plans and touch up all of the details. Set them so that they're in place so that when we pass through the equinox, when the moon becomes new, and when Mercury goes direct, we can proceed forward prepared and repaired to build. And what that is going to be doing is that is going to allow us to build significantly as we move toward the winter solstice, which is in the southern hemisphere, a summer solstice. So we have in the south, you have the dominance of the lunar energy, the, the, the feminine energy in the winter solstice that, you're, that we're coming toward. And in the northern hemisphere, we have the solar energy. And to prepare and repair to go forward into those two very clear circumstances is vital. It is absolutely vital. And what we end up with is the one thing that is constant and consistent is the silver cord entering from the universal mind regardless of the season, regardless of the moon cycle, regardless of the positions of the planets. That energy from the silver cord which contains our assignment in this lifetime is coming from the universal mind gathering all the data that's necessary in this incarnation for each and every one of us. 
passing through our auric field so that it can energize us from the outside, passing through the arc line, which demonstrates our ancestral past, and planting itself directly into the thymus gland, which is then registering the heartbeat. This is constant. This is not seasonal. This is not variable. It's been doing its same job since the moment we were conceived. And it will be doing the same job until the moment that we expire and it literally disengages through the crown of our head. If you've ever been around someone in hospice who passes and the lights in the room are dim, maybe it's the evening or maybe the shades are drawn, you can actually see it's like a wisp of steam or smoke, almost like the smoke from a, a stick of incense. Just, just comes out of the top of the head and that's when you know that there is no resuscitation. There is nothing. The journey is complete. And so that silver cord, C-H-O-R-D, as I appreciate you who have told me about that, C-H-O-R-D, because it's a frequency. It's a frequency, like a chord on a piano or a, an instrument, guitar. And that frequency is resonating. And that resonance is to be aligned with all of the mechanisms that are inside of us. But one of the most important components that it can resonate with is our lineage of 13 grandmothers and our sacred mother Adi Shakti. So if we resonate with, if we tune in to that silver cord, which is always constant no matter what kind of chaos may be happening around us, if we can always tune in to the 13 grandmothers, that lineage that is the accumulation of just the matriarchal lineage of the 32,766 ancestors of our 14 generations in which our DNA is fully active, coming from 14 generations. And of course, the mantra is Na-Ma-La, Na-Ma-La, Le-La-Ma-La, Le-La-Ma-La. These are Na is grandmother, Ma is the mother, La is the the constant, the constant, the horizon, the, the expanding horizon. Lay la, lay is that exquisiteness. The exquisiteness of our ever-expanding horizon. Lay la, coming from ma, coming from my mother, who is the horizon. The spirit of my mother, the spirit of your mother. So we work with the 13 grandmothers at this time, the Adi Shakti, the Sacred Mother, and the 13 grandmothers, we do so at this time of prepare and repair. Even more so because what in 
what in life is more repairing and preparing than the matriarchal energies? The energies of the grandmother, the energies of the mother. Regardless of what the personalities of these individuals was, I'm talking about the essence. Regardless of the personality of your mother, what you must remember is that she gave her blood and her body cells to your development. And in that, you owe that this sense of connection. And when you make that connection, you bypass all of the personality issues. Because some people had a problem with their mother. But you bypass all of those problems and you go to the pure essence. And it is in that essence that you're coming out of the fear and the concern and the anticipation of the beta, super beta, and gamma, and even super gamma modes of the brain. Super gamma being like pure, sheer PTSD. And you come into the very relaxed condition of the alpha mode and the very dream time, dreamy condition of the theta mode. Very difficult to stay awake in the theta mode because the brain activity is so vast that it's not being specific enough to retain your focal concentration. And so that's why you know, there's the, they, they say that, that the, the sacred nod in, in Sanskrit, nod is N-A-A-D and it means it means the sound of the cosmos, the nod. But the, the sacred nod that we all recall is that right, you're meditating and you're, you're nodding out, right? Because you're going into that theta state and there's not enough going on to retain your consciousness. And that's why it is so important when you go into that theta state, have a mantra or a yantra or a tantra. Tantra is the visceral sensation. Mantra is the audible sensation. Yantra is the optical sensation. Have a mantra, have a tantra, mantra, or yantra that can maintain your focus. So that when you slip into that theta state <coughs> as, the, uh, as the originals, I don't call them aboriginals. I call them originals, and that holds true for the indigenous throughout the world, as the originals called the dream time. And the originals said, we are not the dream. We are not the dreamer. We are the dreaming. The, the sensation of dreaming is who we are. We are literally not the receiver. We are not the giver. We are the observer. We are the witness. That is the dreaming. And as that witness, we can witness much more 
in the theta state. We can witness much more in the alpha state. And when you said, "Oh my," when you say, "Oh, my mind's too busy," my mind's too busy. That means that you're not allowing yourself to go into the parasympathetic nervous system that allows you to drop into that alpha and theta state. And that parasympathetic nervous system is stimulated by the yoga that we do, the kundalini rising, which then creates the vagus nerve descending, and that micro-orbit along with the heart's orbit and the base orbit, this is what we end up with. We end up with this circumstance that allows us to have this alpha and theta deep relaxation, deep meditation, while we still remain conscious. Yes. Yes, and yes. You know, you see Christians going like this. And you see me going like this. Because the sign of the cross is used for many different things. The Christians use it for what they use it for, and I respect that. And I consider myself to be Judaic, to be Buddhic, to be Sikh, to be Christian, to be Muslim, to be Jain, to be Zoroastrian, to be original, to be all of the, the melting pot of all religion. Because religion simply means to realize origin, real origin, religion. But the sign of this is really the sign of the kundalini micro-orbit with the heart's crossing orbit. And so it's Reiki. Whenever someone does this, 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 it's Reiki. What you know is that Reiki being that name that is applied to using the pranic field and stirring it with the influence of the nerve endings in your hands or in your psyche allows you to stimulate this parasympathetic nervous system and initiate a sensation of okay I feel that I am with my grandmothers let me do that every day during this period of repair and prepare and then I can come out of this womb like sensation on October 2nd when the moon is direct the equinox is fading and Mercury has gone direct. And let me use then the period of time thereafter, at least for the, the, for the progressing moon, let me build strongly between the new moon and the full moon. Let me build strongly while Mercury is direct. Let me build strongly towards the solstice, regardless of northern or southern hemisphere.
because it is in that way that we will be able to not use frustration as a stimulation, but we will use navigation as a stimulation. Because as we are successfully navigating the circumstances of our life, and we come into those moments in which it appears that the river of our life is going in the wrong direction because we've navigated hills and valleys and whatever it is that's the, in the way of the river, with that parasympathetic attitude, we rise up above. We rise up to taller than the tapas of the mountains. And we can see that at the same moment that we might feel ourselves trapped in this moment of waning moon, Mercury retrograde, equinox energy, we don't feel like we're driving towards our goal. We come up higher than the mountaintop and we recognize, ah, that's okay, because look it. All we have to do is what Maharishi Mahesh Yogi told the Beatles and they put into a song. Turn off your mind, relax and float downstream. It is dying. Yeah. We are just, if we relax, we recognize that the river is always at its source and it is always at its outcome. It's always at its destination. And if we can relax and flow downstream, we will arrive. And if we arrive on a daily basis, then life on a daily basis is extremely, extremely fulfilling. So I want you to pick up your journal and I want you to write about right now, I want you to write about what am I repairing and what am I preparing during this time in which I am not here to build but I am here to prepare and repair so that I can build in a couple of weeks. So write down in your journal on that issue. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.